I'm Adam Hergenrother. This is Business Meets Spirituality. We believe in personal growth through business success. Today, I'm joined by Hallie. Hallie, good morning. Good morning. Uh, it was funny because uh, I know you were awesome in lacrosse. I was pretty day. good. I mean, I didn't play in college, but... Uh, you could have. I think I could have. Yeah, I could yeah. see you being... It's funny because after you told me the other day that you played lacrosse, yeah. I went home and actually this morning, Sarah and I were having a conversation. I'm like, no one needs to play lacrosse. And she's like, who? I'm like, Maddie. Because she, oh, she reminds yeah. me of you. She's got like this fierce personality, super loyal, like dedicated, uh, big heart. But she is fierce with her decisions and tenacious. Like she is like, I think, I, I don't know if I even said this on the podcast one time, but she was getting into a, a rumble. Like I had my, people are going to think I'm crazy. I had Asher and Maddie wanted to wrestle. So I brought them downstairs and I set up a little safe area they could wrestle in. And, and, and Asher is uh, eight and like works out the trainer twice a week for like two years. So he's pretty big for his age. And yeah, Maddie he's tall, is, I yeah, feel he's like tall. He age, is. Yeah. And Maddie's five and much smaller than him. And, uh, so Maddie's like, I'm like, man, you sure you want to do this? She's like, no, no, no. I really want to do this. I'm like, okay. So I set up this little arena <laughs> downstairs and, uh, and, and we're like, go. And she, honestly, when I said go, she went 400 miles an hour at him awesome. like and she wasn't actually trying to do it to hurt him it was just her yeah, it was like go and it was boom and and i'm sitting there and she's like taking and asher's so much bigger but he's like caught off guard she's got him she's fighting she's kicking with everything she had and like i had to stop it and pause everything because it was like getting i was like anyways it was hilarious we had to do the match but i bring that up because asher has started um uh, lacrosse and i think this is a great example of how you can actually bring leadership and and lessons with your kids for anything but he did his first lacrosse practice a couple uh, on Sunday morning. Uh, this is where film, we're recording this on a Wednesday. So it was a Sunday morning. He went and he just, the coach was like, yeah, it's, he's really young to be in this league because this league's a traveling league, a checking league, all that type of stuff. Mm-hmm. But he's like, if he wants to come, come watch it and, and see if he likes it. So he goes Sunday in the first minute. He's like, I want to go out there and do it. He had no padding. So we went out there and actually practiced with all the players, no padding. And, uh, and they kind of left him alone, but anything. So then we left and we went to Dick's and bought a bunch of pads and, and everything he needed for it and kind of worked the whole thing. And then yesterday he had his first practice with pads. Mm-hmm. And so he's a second grader and, and I think he's one of the two only only out of like maybe 60 or 70 kids that's a second grader and everyone else is either uh, is mostly fourth and fifth which is by developmentally muscle difference from second to fourth or fifth is dramatically different um, yeah well i also just think like understanding the rules and stuff i mean for yeah, we didn't me, get there oh, okay. yeah, we didn't get like of course you go to rules right <laughs> yeah. like, but um we didn't get there so anyways we were, we were there and I, I love watching it for one like i can actually do some work and i can watch it so it's almost like a and i'm outside so it's yeah, actually like a perfect, perfect combination right so i uh um in there an hour and a half so I'm watching it and, uh, and, and he, they start playing, they get through the, like kind of the, the warm up drills where you're not really hitting. And then all of a sudden, like he, they get into like this little, like these little scrimmages that they're doing. Mm-hmm. And he goes out there and he lays into this fifth grader and actually knocks him over. And I'm like, Oh man, the first thing I go is like, dude, these kids were kind of taking it easy on him. They're not going and to anymore. They're, and they're instantly, I'm like, Oh boy. And so that like the next play or two, he gets thumped from behind bloody lip oh, everything no. <laughs> he gets right back up and actually the coach is like dude that was a check from behind not to asher to the guy that did that yeah he's like actually you okay because he kind of like he was just he's there and, and and asher comes over at the break and he's smiling he's like did you see that kid just thump me like and i was like awesome. it was so funny but we ended up um having a lot of conversation i'm like look dude i'm like you're gonna go out there i love the fact that you're super aggressive like this i love that you're doing all this but understand when you go after those fifth and fourth graders, the way you're doing it, they're going to come right back as hard as they can on you. Mm-hmm. So just be prepared for that. Just want yeah. you to know. Anyways, it yeah. was just, it was you, fun. Got, you should get Maddie into it. I know. I only it, played for four. I, I only played for four years because I only 
um, it only, it was the first year our high school offered it was when I was a freshman. And so I was like one of the first people to start playing it yeah. at our, at our high school. I wish I had even known about lacrosse earlier. I, I would have done it. Like, I didn't realize that lacrosse is like the new football. Like everyone, like, and, and now like younger, like people are looking at lacrosse way different. Like I it was football. So I played football is always yeah. that. Right. Um, but now apparently lacrosse is the new football. That's what we're, the word on the street is at that level that we're hearing. Got so it. yeah, no, I did. I didn't know that, but I just, I loved playing. I still have all my lacrosse stuff and I feel like I might need to get it out. You do need to get it's it like out. It's like spring is the time. Yes, like it, I, every exactly. time spring comes around, I, al- I always start thinking about starting to practice for lacrosse. Yeah, I know. And so on the way home, you know, cause I'm like, Hey Ash, you may be a professional lacrosse player or you may decide not to, that's your choice. We, we don't know what's going to go in there. I said, but the things I really want you to take away is leadership from this. So I said, there's a few things that I noticed when you're out there that can I coach you on? He's like, no. <laughs> and then he's like, Oh, but just tell me, right. Like kind of yeah. one of those things. And I was like, well, for one is when, when you're getting off the field and the play is over, you're walking run off the field. I said this for two, like, and I said, he's like, well, some other kids are running. I said other, I saw one or two other kids. Uh, he goes, other kids are walking on the field. Like I said, I saw at least one or two other kids running every time. Mm-hmm. I said, who do you want to be with? I said, do you want to walk? The coach is looking at that. Or do you want to run? And I said, you know, you knocked over a player. The player was down and the play stopped. Whether you're in a team or not, I said, help him out and pick him up. I said, that's showing your leadership. And I said, secondly, I said, when the coach asked to pick up the balls, the cones, I noticed you kind of looked around and didn't really take a spur, a bunch of action. Mm-hmm. I said, next time he says that you're the first one to grab some of these things. Yeah, that's awesome. And so we kind of really use that as like a, like a framework of like, I want you to, I don't know where your, your professional development mm-hmm. will go with this, but learn everything you can from leadership from this. That's why I think sports are just they, they are. so amazing. I mean, I've did individual sports all growing up, but also team sports. I agree. You can learn a lot, a lot from either one. Um, but they are just, I mean, I look, that's, I feel like that's where I learned yeah. initial leadership skills, right? Yeah. It was just doing sports as a kid. Absolutely. I mean, I was, I think you, I mean, I was a captain of our team. So, so that was, was really, yeah, exactly. So like, <laughs> it's just, that's what I mean. Yeah. I was captain of football. I was captain of rugby in college. Like it was just, so like, you have these natural leadership that, yeah. that can show up there? And, and I also started having the conversation. I'm like, here's also what's going to happen. People are going to make fun of you. Mm-hmm. You're going to, you're going to, you're going to make mistakes and it's going to hurt. And, and so then we started talking a little bit about like, well, so noticing what that looks like, which is the whole point of this mm-hmm. conversation, um, today in our podcast is talking about what does it really mean to notice, right? From more from like a, well, what does it mean? Yeah, I know. Right. And <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. Well, we kind of moved into that transition. And what I mean by that is to, um, even just using the example for like Asher, if somebody's make, making fun of him, I want you to notice how you feel. I don't want you to become the feeling. I want you to notice it. And I think way too many of us are just Velcroing ourselves to the uh, emotion that's happening. Now, this is where people will get really stuck with this. It doesn't mean that you don't fully feel the emotion. It doesn't mean that you don't fully uh, have a thought. Because here's the thing is, the minute something outside doesn't go the way you want it to, whether that's um, you make a mistake in lacrosse, you make a mistake in business, somebody leaves your team, you lose money, you have to write a check, you make a hire and you're elevated. If you... The worst time for people to make decisions is when you are making a decision from an emotional disturbed state, whether that's a positive or negative one. Meaning if you're in the, 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 the biggest high of your life, it's the worst time to make a decision, especially around investments because you're not clear. You're actually clouded from that because something outside disturbed you. And I'm using disturbed, not in a negative way, just meaning that you're clear and centered as best as you can be right now something from outside stimulates you inside, right? And that stimulation causes a disturbance, a disturbance of the force, right? It disturbances you. And everyone knows what that means, right? It causes a disturbance. So once that disturbance happens, you then have a choice. 
you can become that, which, and again, once the disturbance happens, we all know what happens. The minute a disturbance hits, either you you feel it first and then your mind starts going ballistic or your mind starts going ballistic, then you feel it. Mm-hmm. It's, it doesn't, it's almost impossible to have one without the other at that level, right? So whatever happens, it's almost, it's irrelevant to as to which one comes first. It's, I think mine for me probably generally comes first, but there's split seconds, right? So something disturbs you. It's almost like it stimulates your problems inside because you go something from outside caused me to feel this way. So then our natural reaction is to want to get involved with the disturbance and fix the outside. So the disturbance doesn't longer be there. There's a higher use of this, but so understand that the minute you get highlighted and something happens and disturbed inside and you want it, then you start playing from that level of energy. Let's just use example, like something doesn't go right in business. And now all of a sudden you're going, oh my God, the whole business is going to fail. Or would you start, the mind starts going into this chatter mode and you're paying more and more attention to it. Next thing you know, you're so glued to it that you're in a meeting, not even realizing you're in a meeting, trying to figure out how you're going to get through this. And you're not even paying attention to anything. And then you're making a decision from that place, which is probably the lowest level decision-making ability that you can make. And we all know that in business or the roles that we play in life, it's about the quality of decisions that we can make. The higher quality decision you can make, the higher the probability is. So the first is when that comes in and disturbs you, whether that's, again, you could be a euphoric high. And if you make it, you come in, you get your P&L and you made the more money than you ever thought. Imagine you instantly start making different decisions. You elevate your lifestyle, you hire more people, right? I mean, this is where businesses get, get funky, where you start, you start doing well and you hire more people thinking that it's always going to last in those terms, right? Because you're in this state. And then all of a sudden, one day you wake up and realize, man, we got to lay off 50% of our workforce, right? I mean, we see that in companies all the time and that's not all there's, there's mechanics as to why that didn't get delivered on, but people are thinking that this state that they're in is going to continue to happen over and over again. So that's what it's the same pattern that we see. So there's a, there's another way to dealing with this. And this is kind of what I begin to share with Asher. And I would also that I really bring into my own life and I practice this on a daily basis, which is when something from outside people play any noun, right? People, places, or things, the world happens. It operates. It actually has nothing to do with you inside. However, it really feels like it, doesn't it? And we personalize it. That's why when, you know, when the world, if something doesn't go our way outside, we go, why is this happening to me? And you go, well, it's not really happening to you. It's actually just happening and you're, you're, it's highlighting what's wrong with you inside. So you can actually work through that because there's, there's, you saw point zero 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 carry it out 90 decimal places, 1% of what's actually happening in the world. None of the other things bothered you. Somebody else next door lost more money than you. Do you care? No, you care what, you know, the rings and Saturn are doing or the earthworm over there. All these events are unfolding. They're not bothering you. But something happened outside that's in your purview that's got your consciousness attached to it and it triggers something. So in that moment, the, the, the highest form of the highest ability to be able to um, operate from there is to notice. So what you do is you take you, you want to get separation from what you're feeling. It doesn't ever mean you don't feel it. You're, you're supposed to. If you're feeling anger, you're feeling anger. You can't go fight with it. It's like if you're trying to get the pond to calm down, you don't keep swimming in it. You actually have to get out. It's the same thing here. If you're, if you're swimming in the emotion, you're only forcing the emotion to get worse, whatever that emotion is. If you're paying attention and responding to the thoughts that are going on in your head, all you're doing is making that worse. 
And, I, and you guys, everyone knows what I mean. Like if the th- mind goes, oh, we need to go fire. Up. Yeah, yeah, dude. There's, and you build a story around why you need to go fire that person or why you need to go do this. And you just, we just working yourself into a deeper pattern of a deeper rabbit hole. That's even harder to get out from. And so what you do is when you notice the world will, ha- the world will do its thing. It's been here for four plus billion years. The world, the galaxy's 13 plus billion years. All of those all of that duration has led to this moment. So you really don't know what's going to happen in this moment, but we want to, because what ha- the cause of this is the moment happens and you go, I like that or I don't like that. But what you're, when you talk about noticing, you're not, you're not talking about noticing does not mean, oh, I noticed that it's sunny outside today. Noticing when in the context that you're using it is actually, is it not the same thing as self-awareness? <laughs> I think it can be used in that same way. I think self-awareness is, is recognizing a pattern of behaviors within yourself, meaning it's how you act from a situation. Like you're so self-aware of noticing because noticing is not looking at something. Yes. So I think it's just deeper. And let me explain that. So self-awareness is like, okay, I noticed that when I come home, I tend to grab a bag of chips. Like that's being self-aware or that, um, and it, they're actually linked together. I'm just going say, a little bit I different. could argue that self-awareness yeah, no, no. Yeah, no, absolutely. I, I, that, yeah, I'm not going to argue. I'm going to give yeah. you that one. Like a hundred percent. I feel this, like they're the same thing. They, yes, absolutely. So if you want to use that word to make sense, I would use it. What I'm saying is like most people are just doing it at a surface level and that's fine. It's a place to start. You're becoming self-aware of how you're behaving. Because you're what you're doing is the self awareness is you're actually detaching from the behavior that you're actually right or or just using the word awareness and yes exactly yes perfect I love that yeah thanks for bringing that so noticing is like the seat of when you do is when it's deeper so you're noticing that I got disturbed you're noticing a feeling we're not noticing noticing a a feeling or a thought okay which are real things that are actually occurring because you you but it's not a person place or thing it's a feeling it's a feeling yeah or, or. well, it's a feeling thing. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, right. Like that's, that's the debate <laughs> it's not for a it. tangible it's, thing that you can like hold. <laughs> well, it's not a physical form thing, right, right. but it's actually what makes everything drive. Cause what the reason why we avoid something or go after something is for a feeling. Right. I'm just try- saying for like, yeah, it's the not a physical form. You're not going to grab it in a cup and see it, right. which is why people struggle with this. Cause there's a lot of things like we were talking about noticing. Sure. I noticed that again, I noticed the weather. I noticed that you know, your desk isn't organized. I know we're not talking about that. We're well, really talking about. Yeah. At this level, that is responses. a level of noticing, right? You're, you're noticing that you have a hand, you know, yeah. that you can breathe. Right. But what I mean is like at this level to operate with clarity and peace and joy and enthusiasm, which is a natural state for people, which is what people are really after anyways, right? You wouldn't go after money if you didn't think money was going to bring you some feeling, <laughs> Right. So whatever no, the feeling is, noticing might be an, an example would be noticing, okay, you just get, you win the lottery, you, you just got $10 million. Noticing would be, how are you, how are you feeling internally? How are you internally responding to yeah, yeah. that? Yeah, Does it make it, you nervous? Does it make you excited? Does yeah. it make you like, yeah. And then, and then what you, cause what most people do is they get so excited and so enthusiastic and they start spending, like they have all that money coming in annually, which is why most people that win the lottery in a worse off situation in a short period of years, because they just started operating from that energy. Right. So like, what's the point of staying, uh, sorry, what's the point of noticing? Is it just to make sure that you're always in that neutral state? Yeah, I think you know it, right? It's the Tao, it's the middle way, it's the yin, the yang, right? It's that middle line that you can operate from, which is where actual life operates from understanding any other deviation from that is a swing to the left to the right. And you're actually not operating or making decisions with accordance of the natural way of things, which there is right. You breathe. (laughs) 
all the, the, the it rains, not perfect every time, but for billions of years, it's done a pretty good job, right? The seas, everything, nature, everything has. Its, and you could argue when it doesn't rain, that is also like if there's a drought, yeah, is it, that it, not the order not, of exactly, nature? Exactly. Right. I mean, yeah, who knows? Yeah, who does know? Right. And yeah. so it's, there's this flow of things. And so the whole point of noticing is to actually stay more in that flow, which is going to give you the highest probability of making the highest um, decisions and staying in involved. If you want to go like the Dharma of life, if you will, like we all have like this people looking for meaning from something outside. Well, the meaning is to stay in that flow. People really want to know like, what's the meaning of life? Well, it's that you wouldn't go searching for a meaning outside if you stayed in that flow, because the meaning would actually be there. I got some questions. Well, for you. We don't have to unpack okay. that right now because it's a deeper conversation. But the reality is noticing well, all noticing is, is exactly what you said. The whole thesis behind that. So you take anything away is the more I notice doesn't mean it gets more comfortable in there. It will. It just you're noticing the uncomfortableness in there. But that's kind of what I was going to say, because then you said something about being in the flow. And I'm like, you know, yesterday was an example where I felt like that. And that yeah. felt like I was in a different I didn't feel neutral in that state. So does that mean it's. Well, no, hold on. Hold on. Let me ask you a question though. Where you're in that state, maybe that is your natural state. Maybe that is your flow state. But I felt happy for lack of a better word. Well, that enthusiasm, happiness is different than being involved with like an energy that's stimulated from outside. You were just in that flow because you were in your flow. Do you see the difference? Kind of, but flow and neutral seem so, uh, they don't seem to feel the same to me. Well, because you're seeing neutrality and you're referencing it in your technical mind or analytical mind as a state of not feeling positive or not feeling negative. Yeah. It's just, it's just more of like this flow. But remember, this is what I'm saying. The natural flow, the neutral state is to feel high is to feel in flow. Yeah. Is to feel peace, joy, enthusiasm, (laughs) right? That's what is real. That's the whole point of doing that is when you're not letting those other things disturb you. What it is, is not letting something outside come in, disturb you. Then you respond from whatever the outside energy is. Like yesterday, if I felt in my flow and then all of a sudden I got a phone call that I was, had to go deal with something that I didn't really want to deal with. I wouldn't have been disturbed by that. Exactly. You would have, you may have been disturbed about why you're having the phone call and then you would have hung up the phone call and the conversation would have passed and you would have gone back in your flow to deal with the life situation. Again, it doesn't really deal with anything. So what you want to avoid is life happening, which then stimulates a disturbance. And then that disturbance sparks a different swing outside of your state, which means I'm responding from a high energy. I'm responding from a low energy, right? And people go, well, what's wrong with responding from high energy? Well, there's plenty of reasons why. Right. Well, like people, the, the thing that keeps always comes to mind for that is like, you're, you just meet someone you're so yeah. in love and then you get married within the next 24 hours and then you're like, oh shit, what did I do? Yeah. Or absolutely that, or, you know, you go and you make a huge amount of money for one or two months in a row and you're like, oh, I'm just in this static flow and the money's flowing in. And then all of a sudden you go a month without making money. And one day you wake up and you go, what the hell was I doing? Mm. I mean, that's happened to me. So, I mean, I don't know, maybe I'm the only one, but literally yeah. you're going, why did I make that decision? Yeah. It, the reason why you made the decision, because you were operating from this elevated state Eight. that was false because it came in from the outside well, to stimulate it you. It was true from the outside, potentially. Oh, money. <laughs> like I can make a decision with that. Yeah. And that, what I'm saying is it was a, is a indirect way of stimulating you versus taking that high energy flow that you're talking about and actually just being that energy. Oh, sure. Yeah. Okay. 
And, and then when those things outside come in, they don't swing you anymore. So the more right. you get seated in that self, which is the term that they use in Zen, like the seat of self, mm-hmm. right? The more you get seated in there, the more those things outside happen, don't pull you one direction or another. Like right now, most people are living on one side or the other. And most of the time where people are 80% of their lives are living negative, right? Because the reason why that is because there's a lot more things that they don't want to happen versus that they do want to happen. So every day there's way more things that don't go their way, which is why most people tend negative, right? So the thing is, is, is on the positive side of things, when things are going well, you make, you make decisions that are inflated on the negative side. You make decisions that are inflated on the other side. It's kind of say, I feel like it's just so dependent on the person though. Cause that's not always true. If you have someone who's like super cautious or, um, risk averse. No, it is true for every single human being. If they make a decision from one swing or the other versus making the decision from a state of neutrality. Well, that, that I agree with, oh. but you're like, you're just, you were saying like, if they're super, um, I don't know, you're, I have to go back and, to, <laughs> and, and re-listen to see why I yes. disagreed with you, yeah. but I'm just like every, not everyone responds the same way was my point. Yes. If you're, if you're making a decision from a high or a low, well, would you say most people, oh, I think you were, you're saying is that most, I was saying that most people naturally gravitate to negative is what they are. I would say most people's minds are negative versus positive. Yeah. I don't know if I agree with that. You think more people are walking around positive than negative? Um, I think it's situational and depending on the person, I don't know. I mean, we have to survey the world population. <laughs> well, I, I would, I mean, I, I would, I think most people are walking around suffering. Yeah, perhaps, but I just guess, I guess I don't feel like they're in this like negative self-talk all the time, but I don't know. Maybe. Well, I also think people don't, I think if they're at a negative seven and they're in a negative five and people around them are a negative seven, they feel like they're high. And the reality is most people are only using their own experience of the level that they're at based on the current level that they're at. Right. And then how do we judge what? It's not judging. It's not judging. Is positive and negative a, I don't know what the word I'm looking for, but is positive and negative like, can you achieve positive or negative? Right. Well, that's, I think people, that's what people are trying to do. They're actually, they're, they're in a net, they're in a state. There are always different degrees and my interpretation of positive is different than your interpretation of positive. That's my point. Yeah. I just think people are in, and most people are operating in states in, in, in trying to avoid something they don't want or trying to get something that they want. And either way, they're going to suffer in those levels. Okay. When you're going after, and it's exciting when you say, I'm going to go after this goal, I'm going to do this thing. It's exciting. Then once you get the goal, you're there, then you move on thing. That's kind of my point is that I don't feel everyone thinks that way. I actually think like, okay, there's this big goal. I'm like, okay, I'm really nervous. I'm scared. Am I going to achieve it? I don't know if I'm going to like, well, that's the point. People are suffering either way. Right. But you're, I'm not all people are like, yeah, I'm going to go get this. And I'm super excited. My whole, my whole state was not about getting excited about it was that people are negative and not in terms of suffering. Well, take that example. There are people that get excited about going after a goal. And there's some people who get not, are not excited at all and get scared and nervous. And And either way you're suffering. That's my whole point of saying that most people are in a situation walking around suffering. I can agree with the suffering, the positive (laughs) and negative reaction. Don't necessarily agree with. Yeah. So anyways, people, 99% of people are walking around suffering every day, period. Now they're relatively, they may be okay, but they're suffering in what they could be. They're suffering in the level of, of joy that they could have in their actual life when they wake up and, and be able to experience that. Um, I was thinking about noticing, is that something, what's the value or is there a value in sharing with others what you're noticing? Absolutely. I think you did a great job of that the other day, by the way, in our call or in our or, meeting that yeah, we had. Yeah. Cause I'm wondering like, right. Like, that is the, that the was val- a great step. It's noted because what it, what I you're did it for myself, yes. but then is there value in sharing it? Yes. Because that also is showing that like, Hey, this is how I felt. And it actually, how fast did you get through it? 
very quickly. That's the point. Like you felt it, share it. I felt fine before I shared it. Yes. Too. Because but, of the work you've done. But that's yeah. what I mean. Like the minute something shows up in there, you're experiencing it. So you can't deny the fact that you're experiencing it. Mm-hmm. Don't ever do that. But don't hide it like it's like something that's bad or go down the rabbit hole with with the journey that it's trying to take you on. If you just share it, you let it pass and you maintain neutrality, then you make a better decision, have a better discussion, can go about your day in less suffering. Yeah. And then I w- that's the noticing part. Yeah. And I would my little caveat to the sharing is always being careful about who- well, for me, I like to be careful about who you share those things with. It always goes back, I think, to the, being a vulnerable leader, but yeah. and being transparent, but also, you know, you have to you have to have trust with people. In my opinion, yes. that you're sharing certain things with. I don't think there would have been value in me sharing what I noticed with just anyone yeah, randomly yeah. in our organization. Agreed. And the other thing is, if you don't want to share with anybody, share it in your journal, right? Or share it. Just say it out loud. Saying it yeah. out loud, like honestly, you're just in a car going, "Huh, you know what? Just question." Why did I say fine? And then all of a sudden that happened and I'm not okay, which is what you did. You just did it verbally. Mm-hmm. And that's what I mean. When you're just noticing, you don't actually mind vocalizing it because you're not attached to it. The reason why people are afraid right. to vocalize right. it is because they, again, get on the journey of whatever that emotion is and the journey takes them somewhere, which is a lower state. And then they start making decisions from that. So just noticing is the, is the best path out. It's mm-hmm. the, it is the path out. You notice that you have thoughts. You notice that you have feelings. Everybody does. And that's what runs your life. And that's what starts. You start making decisions. And that's the basis of your life is trying to avoid what you don't want and get what you want. And then and you start operating from there versus just noticing, hey, I really want that boat. Hey, I really want those things. Hey, I really want that stuff. It doesn't mean you can't have it. This is where everyone goes like, so what are you trying to say? I don't have it. No, it just means you go, that's a wonderful boat. Well, that's great. And then if it just you may find yourself getting it. It's like you were in the flow yesterday. You weren't thinking about what you were doing necessarily. You were just mm-hmm. doing it. Yes, you had an agenda. Mm-hmm. Yes, you had your things that you were working through. Mm-hmm. But you weren't like, oh, I need to go do this to feel good. You were just attacking it. Yeah, and it that's best day ever. I know. That's what I mean. That's the, that's the flow. Yeah. And like all of a sudden, maybe you're in that moment. You're like, oh my God, let's Bill, let's go buy a boat. I, I'm just, you know, but I'm just saying that point for no, people that are thinking that. Like, Let's go have a glass of wine. Yeah, so exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And there's, that's why there's no wrong with wine either. It's, yeah. it's, it's the people, places, or things. Or maybe you go like, hey, let's go have a relationship. Let's go on a date night. It's not, it has nothing to do with any of that. Yeah. It just it spontaneously is coming up versus you going, I need to go do this to fix this feeling that I have inside. That's the part people need to avoid is they're doing things, making decisions to try to make that feeling that they're feeling go away. Instead of actually allowing it, when you just notice it, you allow it to go through you. And this is where people get stuck. That's why sharing what you did yesterday, when you shared it, it just passed through you. Well, and I was going to say the sharing part also for me was personally a, a growth thing. Cause you know, I don't always like yes. to, to share, but the second piece of it was one was the noticing and I did that on my own. And then the second piece was letting go of the outcome of sharing it yeah. with you because Good call. you could have been pissed or annoyed or yes. like, but I think that goes back to that, talking I think about? It goes back to the trust that you had a high probability that I probably wasn't going to be. That's right. Yeah. And so that's yeah. where that trust, but is, also right? because you are a leader who understands how to yes. be neutral and yes. <laughs> all of those things. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's so, I mean, if I, I mean, I got to practice that first too, right? I mean, mm-hmm. that's part of why I'm doing this. I mean, the most important thing in my life is self-realization, right? So that I can be a better leader mm-hmm. so I can be a better father. It's not that I can do it for selfish reasons, right? There's maybe an 
maybe one could say that, but it's, I think it's a positive selfishness because then it makes me better in everything I do. I want to have a conscious business, right? I want conscious employees. I want conscious clients, right? All that stuff. So then that, if that's the orientation, then every day I need to wake up working on myself so I can bring more consciousness to me into, and raising everybody else from the residue of everybody else in the organization. And that becomes the fundamental focal point of my life. And I don't care what activity I do that through. Right now I'm doing it through business. That could change. Who knows? I don't know. Nobody really knows, right? But right now, I love it. And I'm going to love that. It's a beautiful moment. If it changes, Michael Singer is a great example of that. He did that for a lot of period of time of business. And all of a sudden one day, he was no longer doing that in business. And then he did it in books. Mm-hmm. He does in talks. He didn't change the way he's feeling. And so that's that same thing that you're going through. It's just when, right now the roles that I'm playing are wonderful. I love that. I'm also a father. I, my kids died. I wouldn't be. I guess I still would be, but I'd no longer be playing that role. I don't want that to happen. You don't go look for it. But right now everyone's playing those roles. So when you're, whatever you're engaged in, in your business or the roles that you're playing, I just use business. A lot of our listeners are that, right? You just, you you're just, yes, it's wonderful. Yes. I get how hard it is. Seriously. We do. At the same time, though, it's a beautiful moment because you get to learn yourself. Then how do you raise that up? But I, that's why I always go back to business is nothing but a conduit for personal growth. Or hence, business meets spirituality mm-hmm. is that you're using business as the orientation of my life. Then I just get to play in life, which it's not I really don't want to go sit in a cave. I don't think I think you learning actually get what I'm looking for out of life to self-realize faster through business because there's so it's so difficult. And there's so many things, there's so much dynamic that goes on. And that could go, whether you're an employer, an owner, entrepreneur, it doesn't matter. It doesn't, as long as you're working on yourself in that role. And the funny thing is, is the more you work on yourself that way, you'll actually end up getting the boat and the cars and all that stuff. If you want them or the time or the freedom or the bank account with the money in it, whatever that is, you actually end up getting those things more because you're no longer trying to get it out of desperation or trying to get it to fix the feeling. You're actually just, it's just naturally flowing. Money will come, right? It just will. doesn't mean you'd be lackadaisical or don't plan or spend more than you make. It doesn't mean that either. It's the opposite side. So just noticing is really where it comes down to. That's the starting point of all of this. And saying it out loud or journaling it. Whatever, or, yes. And, and, and then what? Just and then start just, and, just, and then just, just relax and release. Okay. So once you notice, the process to, not, to, to noticing will take you the rest of the way. I promise you. It just will. You actually don't need another technique the rest of your life. Go get them. There's thousands of them. Plenty. There's amazing teachers out there. will teach you so many techniques and tell you so many things, but that's the essence. That's the other word. Just noticing is also surrender. It's also acceptance. It's also awareness, self-awareness. It's all of like those you things. Have to do, you have to be aware first, then you can accept, or you have to notice first, and then well, you can surrender. That's why we start with notice. Noticing right. is surrender. Because when you're noticing it, you're actually surrendering to what's actually happening, the feeling that you're feeling instead of becoming it. So when you notice it, you just, you get back behind it. I feel like it's a two-step process. Okay. Um, <laughs> yeah. And either way. So you just, you know, yes. So, however, noticing is the first way. You can't relax totally. and release if you're not aware of it. Completely. I agree So it's like that. the noticing and then you just, you can do a three, two, one, relax, right. drop your legs. I always use that. Or yeah. you can just go, just take a deep breath. Like I go, I walk through um, the day and I just, I find myself just trying to drop my shoulders constantly. Cause I realized throughout the day, I'd start inching them up. God, me too. I do. And then all of a yeah. sudden I'm like, Oh man, I'm like, just locked. I realize I'm like, how did they get so high up? <laughs> <laughs> I'm serious. I, every time I drop them, it's like every hour I'm just like, man, I, I can tell. So it's just like, you're kind of that concept practicing. So that's where the notice comes into play. So what the step is, this is just start small. Mm-hmm. You're driving. Somebody's driving in front of you. Notice you're getting irritated. Notice that you're pissed off that there's somebody driving there. Don't do anything with it. Just notice it. Just notice it. And if you get glued to it, 
the minute you get back to noticing, just keep noticing. Don't get upset that you were not glued <laughs> or that you got glued from it. Just notice the fact that you got glued. The same thing. I was going to, I think you mentioned it before, but I, I, I do think that being curious about it, I know it's yeah. for me, it's kind of the same thing, but I, I like that you mentioned, okay, you notice it, but then you just kind of ask yourself like, why am I getting upset about that car? Yeah. Or why am I getting annoyed that this phone call is taking so long? Yeah. Like just asking yourself the questions I find is really helpful. Yeah. And all that is part of your personal spiritual or, or growth. And then that leads to everything else becoming a better, we all know the best investment you can make is in yourself. And that is the highest investment that you can make into yourself because it makes everything else you do easier. Hey, thanks for hanging with Hallie and I today and for listening to the show. However, if you are interested in getting a short email from me in your inbox each Tuesday when a new episode drops, you can. These emails are super short. I just cover whatever I happen to be thinking about each week, whether that's an article or a quote I've shared, a book I've read, or a new product that I'm loving. Plus info on the latest episode of Business Meets Spirituality. If that sounds like something you want to check out, we'd love you to. Just go to adamhergenrother.com forward slash email.